Hi, and welcome to And Just Like What? Where Sex in the City superfans tell the truth and nothing but the truth about the reboot and just like that. I'm Ricky. And I'm Meredith. We're your co-hosts. And we're your hosts. Yes, and we are welcoming you to our space, our shared space. You know what, to me, Meredith, I think that this podcast has become such a good time to just connect with you and to spend time with you because we're so far apart and we don't get to see each other much anymore. Yeah. So Ricky and I worked together for seven, seven years? Around there. No, five years, five years. Five. It felt like seven. (laughs) (laughs) For five glorious years. And when Ricky announced that he was moving on from our company, I bawled in front of everybody in the kitchen. Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember that? I do. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I know that was sad. It was a really, yeah, no, we had a good time. We had a very good time. We had a good time. We created some great content. Ricky was a mentor to me in a lot of ways. And we just had so much fun. And so you moving on, which I know you needed to, and I did not begrudge you, um, was very bittersweet for me. But now I'm just like. Now what? Now all we have is this. Now what? All we have is the pod. <laughs> um, Across you know, the continent. Anyways, it's a good memory. It's, it's a, good a good memory. memory. It's like, and, you, it, know, you know, well, in a lot I think of ways, we represent an evolution of friendship better yes, than how Carrie Miranda <laughs> and Charlotte have evolved as friends. <laughs> they really have nothing to do with each other anymore, do they? Um, one lobster, one crab king, king crab leg, and that's about all they get with each other in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not so close. It seems like they're moving away. I mean, Miranda and Carrie seem to have still quite a connection, but again, still Charlotte's the odd woman out. I don't know. You know, a lot of our our history as friends, we think about those old days as glory days. Like those were the glory days. That mm-hmm. was the end, the end of the kind of like fun era of publishing, like with magazines, like real, like it was different. There was a different, you know, things really shifted after, you know, in about, well, 2020, (laughs) something happened in 2021. 2018. Something happened. I can't put my finger on it. I'm not too sure. Um, Yeah. Like 28 from 2018 on, I would say it's, yeah, things have shifted. shifted, People still want them. People, People want, still want it. Them. Yes, but it it just I don't know. And, and in a lot of ways, it's how I think back to Sex in the City while watching um and just like that, where I'm like, oh, those were the glory days. That was just everything about the original series was the glory days for me. Um mm. you know, just everything, even the time of life where I was watching it. But Matt and I had an Matt and I had an interesting conversation today about the haters on this show. Um, which I think you're hmm. kind of part of, Meredith. I don't think you love it as much as me. <gasps> like the new, well, the reboot. So I saw a great review. I think it was Vulture about how Sex in the City, look, it's not great. This and Just like that is not great. Even if you look sure. at the, the reviews, I think it's about, I don't even know if it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. No, I don't think that's so. That's okay. There's lots of movies I like that aren't certified fresh. Sure. But it's, it's, it's like all, so watchable. It's very is, watchable. Is, it's is it not great? But it's it, so watchable. Would it be so, like in the category of a, almost a guilty pleasure then? Because um, you are 
garnering pleasure by watching it and you want to see it, you want to go there, but you feel a little like dirty, <laughs> a little guilty watching it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, there's like visually production value wise. Very good. It's a fantasy. I mean, we, we called it up from the beginning. I mean, I don't know if I'm a hater. I feel weird being a hater. No, I don't think you're a hater. Um, but he and I... Because I still want to watch it. Yeah, but he and I... And were... I want I want a season two. I want a season two. I want I want more. I do want more. I want to see where this goes and if they can... Because they're really now really working at correcting so many things. I want to see them not need to do that and write the scripts and write the storylines to not be correcting all the wrongs all the time. To not be caught up in that mm. and to really be true to the stories and to the characters rather than the public perception. It's so like self-aware right now. I want to see them being less self-aware. So, but, but my, my point was about Matt and I were talking about how it's hard in just in general and in our society today to love something. You always have to hate something. I think it's so much more, Mm. um, uh, yeah, it's so much more acceptable to be the hater and the critic rather than to just be like, you know what? I love it. I, prefer to enjoy things rather than pick them apart and tear it down. And I don't know. I've always been like the person who kind of enjoys life. And I try not to apologize for it, for the things that I actually enjoy, like guilty pleasure reading. No, there's no Mm. guilty pleasure. It's just pleasure to me. Just all these things are pleasure. So anyway, that was my thing. I'm not trying to judge anyone. I'm not trying to judge you because you've been more critical, openly vocally critical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I hear that. I, I hear that. And I mean, I, I hear all the points that you made. And actually, that point about them, about, about the showrunners being so self-aware and trying to fix all their wrongs is getting in the way of the actual world of the story. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is, it's almost like these multiple lens of like, we're watching it as <sighs> viewers aware of these past wrongs today. But it's like, no, we actually just want to we actually just want to see where they're at. It's almost like we a parody. Just want to, we actually just want to go back. Yeah. It's like that fourth wall is almost gone. Exactly. I which agree. Which is interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. You know, um, I don't know. I'm there for it. But sometimes I'm, sometimes I do. That's the thing. That's right. That's what it is, Meredith. You get pull, pulled out of the real, of this uh, versillimitude, what, What's that word? Or like the... Versimilitude? Yeah, or the suspended disbelief in this show too many times in an episode because it doesn't seem real, you know, real enough. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, how was your week? Oh, Beans is back. Beans is back. There's my dog. (laughs) Yeah. Beans Uh, is back. (laughs) Yeah. How was your week? Um, Did you have like a... And just like that week at all? It's pretty cold there. My week was good. You know, it's you know, it's it's been okay here. We've had Chinooks coming through. Oh, that's so good. in Alberta, I live in a province called Alberta, which Leonardo DiCaprio has spoken about before because he commented on our <laughs> crazy warm winds that are caused by climate change. He's a hater. If they're not caused by climate change, we have this this weather anomaly where because of the Rocky Mountains and because we're in a bit of a valley, I'm explaining this terribly. Don't at me. Um, we get these warm winds that come through in the winter and they're called Chinooks, which are amazing. So then all the snow melts and it's like brown and blue and, and you can go outside and spend tons of, tons of time outside. So yep. we're there now and it's really nice. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Did I have a... Yeah, it's good. Did we have a Sex in the City week? Um, 
I liked the elements in this episode. I actually liked this episode way better than uh-huh. Sex and the Widow, which I thought was such a bummer. And there was some fallout from that episode because a lot of uh-huh. people were, were wanted justice for Steve. Justice for Steve. Um, yeah. The elements that I really liked about this episode w- were this element of Carrie. Okay. Carrie has so many instances. There's a great BuzzFeed roundup right now about when she's been a super terrible friend. Yes. She's not a great friend. No, like, she's I think not. we can agree upon that. Yeah. She has these very loyal women in her life, but she's pretty shitty. Remember the time she asked Charlotte to give her her engagement ring so she could pay off some debts? Like, Carrie, yeah, you're a bad friend. And got mad at so, her. Like, it and was. And got mad because she felt entitled to it. Yes. It's bad. So, what I liked about this episode was her, was her beginning to see her create relationships with younger women. So she's, it shows her being actually a really loving, supportive aunt to Lily, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Yes, that was nice. Like this different Loved aspect it. of her. And I also really liked her um, interested in and wanting to kind of impress and then also care for her downstairs neighbor, Lizette. So there are some sides of Carrie because she doesn't show up great for Miranda in this episode. She is not... She's not very supportive of, of Miranda. No. But these new dismissive. kind of um, little spring sprouts of potential friendships where maybe she could be more confident in her position as a bit of a mentor. I liked that. I like that I liked too. That. Yeah. So does that relate uh, did to I your feel week like at that all? in my life? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did you try to relate uh, to someone? Well, Are you mentoring any? You mentioned that I was a mentor to you. Um, you were do you mentor someone because you're so much older than me (laughs) um being a mentor it's tricky because i'm not yet 40 and i feel like age with age comes wisdom how the fuck old do you think i was when i started at the magazine (laughs) like i was like 34 i I was 34 35 yes that much time has passed? Wow. Yes. Lots of time. Jesus. I moved in, uh, well, 10 years. 10 years has passed. I was 36 when I started there. So, like, so, mm, wow. okay, you know, if I was mentoring you at 36, I'm sure at your very young age, whatever you are, you're making it sound <laughs> like you're under 20, you could be mentoring someone. Okay. Anyway, so go on. <laughs> you don't feel I, old I enough to be a mentor. So. I don't feel old enough to be a mentor, but at the (laughs) same time, being in a management position, because I am a department head now, a mentorship, I think, is is very, very important. And Mm I, and I, yes, so I am trying to be a better mentor because I never want anybody who works with me, who is in um, a junior role to me, to ever feel intimidated or threatened or unsafe in any way. Because there's times I experienced that, Yep. you know, being an intern or someone junior. I haven't, wasn't really thinking about this this week, but now that you've therapized therapized mm-hmm. me is that a word mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like i'm thinking about it more so that's why i liked it because i was like yeah it's our i mean i think is it our job i think there's some responsibility to support younger especially people. younger women mm-hmm. younger people younger to take people care of them and women i mean who, it's who, hard who is that person you know it in your life that you you see i i don't know about carrie actually mentoring this person i think she tried to impress her more than mentor her, but maybe mm-hmm. it'll develop into something kind of different because maybe it all starts like that. You know, like when you're, I always felt so much older than everyone I always worked with. And I always tried to be like kind of a part of it, but kind of 
not a part of it. You know what I mean? Of the mentality at offices and being young. Sometimes it was like really freeing to not be a millennial. Um, like I'm a true Gen X, mm. you know, I'm a, I'm a true Gen yeah. Xer and I really identify with Gen X. And sometimes it was just, it's so nice to not be millennial and not try mm. to be Gen Z or whatever else is out there. Sometimes it's so nice to be older than other people. Yes. My week. So, well, yes, please tell me well, your week. On Instagram, we both call out every week. We call out our favorite outfits. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, seeing Carrie, it just keep, I keep on coming back to it. Seeing Carrie in her own home and the way that she dresses so stylishly in her own home really gave me permission to start dressing nicer in my, in my own home and putting on like nicer pieces and not just being like slob gross. So I don't know. I've been doing that a little bit more and it's directly influenced by Carrie. So it's still there. Carrie's still making me do things like, be a journalist, um, be into fashion, drink a Cosmo here and there, <laughs> try and layer, <laughs> I you love know, that. all those things. So I yeah, no, that. she's still, she's still influencing me. Um, I still, I even, did I ever tell you that I even put my computer by a window in Toronto when I was yes. a student and yeah. I would pretend that I was Carrie Bradshaw, like, and I'm old, too old to have this type of fantasy. <laughs> But I was there and I really loved it. And it used to inspire me to write and all that good stuff. So anyway, but mm-hmm. hey, Fallout, it was all about Fallout. justice for Steve. It was all about justice for People, Steve. I- I'm glad. I feel validated because as you know, if you've listened, subscribe on iTunes oh, yeah. or Spotify or wherever and just like you what get pod, your podcasts, please, please give us five star. We have a lot of five star ratings, but someone gave us a one star rating and it hurt my feelings. So I'm like, what were you looking for? Yes, it's homemade, whatever. Um, what? Yes. What I was know. the feedback? No feedback, just the one star. There's a hater out there. You know, it's easier to hate. It's harder oh. to give a five star review, but do it. Five stars. That's a new hashtag. Five stars for us and leave a nice review if you like our podcast because I know we're getting a lot of <laughs> listeners and if you like it and you're listening please share some love so other people can discover it anyway okay justice for Steve. I'm still hung up on this one star review one I'm like star, who was this one star it brought us down from a five star average with like several ratings to a 4.4 and it honestly pissed me <gasps> off in a way yeah, I know beans. Beans is right. Beans is upset. Let's get this person on the show. And I know. Tell us Fuck them. Why? why? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so justice for Steve. Okay. It was good. It justice validated us, so, right? Yes. I felt validated because I was really upset. And this episode uh, kind of starts getting it. there. It starts. It but starts. And we can still, really get into the that yeah. that scene I think you know we'll, we'll get into it so justice for Steve I also learned that this is this kind of blew my mind that the uh the leading ladies on and just like what are the same age as the characters in the golden girls <gasps> oh I know I saw a headline like that too and I just couldn't even go there because how what why did people look so old in the 70s and 80s why has it always been like a 55-year or 60-year-old woman used to look so old. 
Why? What was I, it? Hair? I don't know. Oh, it's hair. You know I mean, what I was looking? It's hair. It's, patri- it's patriarchy, too, that, like, what? women lose their value after, like, 25. No, no, no. It's... True. Yes. No, I think that it could guide you into that. Like, okay, I'm an old lady now at 55. No one wants me. So I'm just going to let it all go. But it's hair. Because even Miranda, who looks great and 55 and amazing with silver hair, that's highly done silver hair. That is not like pube. You know what I mean? Like when you can get like gray hairs and it just looks like you have a big bush of pubes on your head. She has proper treatment. She blows it out. She's doing nice things. It's probably toned. All those things. It's maintenance and upkeep. And it's all about the hair. She doesn't have an old lady perm. Um, Sarah no, it's just... lovely. It's a bit curly. Yeah, SJP's hair is next level. I mean, with the blonde it's... and the and the white, it's a. I would have that hair today. That's... Like I would pay for that hair today. That scene where they go out, they actually go to that crab shack, and and then she comes back and has that little moment with her downstairs neighbor. Her hair, I actually wrote a note, is second to none in that scene. It's second to none, and I love it. It's a case for long hair for, uh, for any age. And you know my thoughts about short hair. Don't do it. <laughs> that you think it, that you think, <laughs> yeah. So I was going to get uh, like a side shave after I had my first kid and Ricky told me no. He said that new moms always do that to look edgy and they just look lame. <laughs> so I didn't, needless to say, I didn't. I can't even hold um, back. If someone tells me something so stupid, I can't hold back. I can't <laughs> let a friend do that. I just can't. Yeah, needless to say, I did it. So, so can we just touch back on this Justice for Steve controversy before we dive into synopsis? So, so the the Justice for Steve was so intense that there's the writers actually speak out. The actually the the writers of of just like that actually felt compelled to say something to media because crazy? people were so upset. Yes. And they're like, "Look, we don't hate Steve. We don't hate Steve." That their defense was that they think Miranda's on a journey. That this is something that women often experience. And that she's just going in a different direction. But it's like, why is Steve the butt of all these jokes? And like, mm-hmm. why are we making fun of this man having a disability? Like, he can't hear. Like, why is yeah. that a joke? God. I know. Anyways. Just bumbling, Any you know? other fallout that you noticed from uh, You know what? I think that was the main thing. Justice for Steve really took over. And of course, um, this morning, I saw some headlines about the gratuitous nudity in this episode. And I knew that was coming. There's a dick. And dick talk. There's two dicks. What other dick? Did you see Harry's? Yes, you see Harry's dick. It's shocking. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I I have like dick radar. Rewind and pause. What? I'm I'm shocked you didn't see Harry's dick. It's like a floppy old man. I don't even know if it's his real dick because it's quite large. Well... (laughs) You think it wasn't real? I think that that's like, really wonder... impressive. So they want to show an old dick and a new dick. Young dick. Yeah. So I, I had a thought if it was a prosthetic dick because it is quite, he's like a shower. He's not a grower. <laughs> really? I didn't. And and so Charlotte had to be that close to his actual dick. You know that scene? Okay, Ew. should we just jump in? Because these are all segues. <laughs> yeah. These are all segues. Yeah, let's jump in. This um, episode so was called this... Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Mm-hmm. And this is the synopsis from IMDb. Mm-hmm. So don't at me. It's IMDb. Don't give us a one-star review. This is from yeah, IMDb. like we're just reading. <laughs> After coming clean to Che, Miranda considers a life-altering decision, and Carrie tries to learn more about her mysterious neighbor. 
That's it. That's it? IMDb is failing us. Remember their synopsis for Sex and the City used to be really quite a lot better, if if you ask me. Because I think fans wrote them. I think they were fan written. Oh, do you think? Oh, okay. Um, And this is just the, okay, this is just the HBO synopsis that they give for the um, whatever. Okay, start us out. Where do we go? Well, I don't know. How should we format this? Because I think Let's start with Charlotte. We'll start with Charlotte, but then I think we should go to Carrie and then end with Miranda, because Miranda is the... Okay. It's all about Miranda this episode. Okay. Okay. Charlotte. Okay. So Charlotte's, so again, surprised myself because I liked most of Charlotte's scenes. I think that she's the the one character who's showing the most interest in growth. Sorry, there's beans. She disagrees. <laughs> um, and she's like, she shows, I like, I really like how the writers are approaching her relationship with her daughters because. Mm-hmm. And Harry. I, I respect and Harry. And Harry, yeah. They talk to each other and they listen. They're loving. Mm-hmm. They care for each other. They, they fight. But so yep. so it opens with Charlotte trying to give Harry um, an exercise device. She's freaked out about him dying. She wants him to exercise more. Mm-hmm. And then so while she's down there, Harry's like, <laughs> well, you're down there. So I guess she's going to give him a blowjob, which fine. That's like an easy way to, to satisfy show affection. To mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, why not? It's easy, quick and easy, in and out. A respect. Um, but a then res- Lily... What? Respect the dick, did you say? I respect... <laughs> I respect <laughs> the whole thing, you know, because at, later in the episode, uh, all the girls are shocked, all the women are shocked that she still blows Harry. And I was like, I respect that you blow Harry, that you're you're there with him. And um, I'm I, sure he I, I was shocked the that they didn't... that. Well, yeah, and I was shocked that they thought that was weird because I was like, that's yeah. like a wife saver. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, like you're... I totally agree. It's like such an easy way to like get up, get, get it in quick and get about your day. Just go. Exactly. We need to shower. Exactly. So I support it. 100% support it. But Lily sees. Lily barges in and sees. And and I want you to rewatch this because you see Harry's dick. It's very white. I can't believe it. Yeah. And quite large. Quite large. Yeah. And so Charlotte's freaked out. She's, I don't know how you missed it. I mean, it's brief, but I was like, whoa! Like, one of my notes was like, Harry's dick! (laughs) Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. So, Charlotte feels like she needs to address this with Lily. Because she doesn't want to lie to her. The way she was raised, sex was more restricted. They didn't really get to talk about it. She doesn't Mm -hmm. want her kids to have that same experience. She brings it up and discovers that Lily has a separate Instagram page where she's posting sexy pics of herself. So, Charlotte is freaked out. They end up talking. Turns out there's only... Like twelve people on this Instagram page. And Connor fifty five and... is a little brother of someone, and it's no big deal. Yeah, but it's still no big deal to Charlotte. It's like she's seeing. Her, well, I'm sure. I'm sure Lily saw Charlotte and Harry in a different light. Charlotte is now seeing Lily in a different light, and more as a you know a holistic sexual person who has a body, might have a thirst trap here and there, but she is fifteen, so yeah. there's it's fraught. Yeah. Like, how do you it's discuss this? And, I mean, I, and I think Carrie actually gives her good advice because she says, you know, she's, she's, I, she's trying on clothes. She's yeah. figuring out who she is. And she might just, it might just honestly be for herself. Yeah. Like, I liked, she might be, like, she might, I liked her, her response. I agree. I liked when Carrie was like, you know, she's been here a lot and I see the wheels, you know, moving in her mind. The, she's, she's figuring something out right now. And how perceptive of Carrie to notice that because 
um, old Carrie, Carrie's doing some growth then too, because old Carrie would have never noticed, noticed something so kind of emotive, imperceptive in another person. All she would be trying to do is relate mm. it back to herself. Like Lily's judging me because she's going too fast with my clothes. You know what I mean? She doesn't think they're important enough. Like why is Lily such a bitch? So that's interesting to me. Well, she, well, well, she would have slut shamed her. She would have she, been on the jokey slut shamed bandwagon. We saw right? that so many times with <gasps> Samantha. Like absolutely, they so many times. Oh, so many times. And she was yeah. like, you know, I used to wear a lot less than that in the '90s, and it's just clothes. And to some extent, I agree yeah. with that. Of uh, uh, Charlotte makes a good point of like, well, you were in your 20s, like late 20s in the 90s, so <laughs> you know, she's 15. Yeah. Um, but Lily and uh, yeah, it seems like they come to a a good place, don't you think? Like it's. It seems like a really nice relationship. I never had I any, liked it. I never had even an ounce, not even a drop of a, te- of a talk like this with my parents to this day. Not no, even... No, no sex-related talks? Not at all. So every time I see... Like not even like, don't get pregnant? Nope. Well... They were pretty safe to assume I couldn't get pregnant, but they weren't, they were literally not like nothing at all. Hmm. It was just off limits um, in our house. It was bizarre. Hmm. Um, So we were even more repressed than probably how Charlotte was raised. Um, So I can see why she's correcting her ways. She sees how that doesn't, it doesn't serve anyone in a house, in a family. So. I'm liking it. Yeah, I love that. I was actually I like this like, whole thing. Of I know, me too. I was like, I was like, I'm um, I'm like, I'm on board for Charlotte. This I'm on board episode. for Charlotte. Like, she's my favorite. And I liked when she was like, reframe, reframe the situation. <gasps> reframe. I I loved when mm-hmm. she was like, her light bulb went off, of like, I can reframe things. Nothing is set in stone here. I can have a conversation and come about it at a different way. And she never did before in Sex and the City. She's so rigid in her belief systems. She hardly changed at that time. So good for Charlotte. Good on Charlotte. Carrie. How about Carrie? So Carrie ha- it has a serious addiction and has racks and racks of clothing oh, in her apartment. And, and I she's was like, why are we them? normalizing oh. this? Yeah, you know, she's archiving I, her... Archiving and documenting. Woo. I... Yeah. It's not normal. I don't think they're normalizing that. Everyone, I'm sure not many people look at that and think, well, that's how life should be. I'm thinking. You think? Oh, I hope... I hope not. Yeah. It is bizarre. Although but we I, learn... Mm-hmm. It's bizarre, right? Mm-hmm. It's excessive. It's like... Oh. It, and I mean, she, she married a really wealthy guy, so great. Um, and she had a lot of clothes still, to begin like, with. Though. She did, but she also had chronic issues with like overspending. She had <laughs> so. not a penny to her name. She was, yeah, she would have, what what was that whole thing that she would just, she'd buy Vogue's rather than food. That's the start yeah. of something a little off kilter. So yeah, we're seeing her hoard. Um, but there was something, yeah. I, but I didn't have that reaction. You know, when I saw it, I thought... Oh, I'm so proud of Carrie for preserving these things, actually, because it's not fast fashion. She's not um, throwing it away. She's like her clothes don't end up in a land in a landmine in a landfill. They're actually precious to her and they're art to her. So she's she's collecting clothing and preserving it. No, 
Okay, fair. And and also, she was giving some pieces <clears throat> to Lily, and it yes. made me wonder. Like, remember in Legally Blonde, when Reese Witherspoon, part of her contract was that she gets access to all the clothes from the movie? Oh. So I wonder, they must have had a warehouse of, like, Sex in the City clothes, because some of those pieces, like that poncho that Lily is wearing, is from past episodes. Well, and, and also the, dress, the, the Valentino dress. dress. Yes. Valentino, right? Versace. Well, she said Versace, but I thought Versace. it was Valentino. But they, she said Versace. But... But in Sarah Jessica Parker's Instagram account today, she says, we found the dress. She almost wrote a haiku about it. And it, so it seemed to me like they had to track this dress down. I'm not exactly sure if they did, but they must, I, I don't know, they must have preserved some of that clothing. Or I hope Sarah huh. Jessica Parker got some of it or was gifted. You know, like how, how could it go anywhere else? Would the designer yeah. want those things back? I don't know. But you know what I really liked? Pre, um, pre this scene, we saw Seema come in and uh, they had this whole shtick about smoking and, and stuff like that. Um, and I was proud for of Carrie for not going there and not wanting to smoke. And she has this insane old lady outfit of how she how she smokes now when she walks around the block, which we see later on. But they had sushi at the coffee table. That gave me all of the feels because that was... Oftentimes, my favorite parts of Sex and the City is when they ate at her coffee table, and she and Seema did that. And I was like, "Thank you, guys. You've given given us." When I saw that, I I knew that. I I knew you'd love that. That's those are your favorite moments when it's just like friends hanging out, having dinner, talking about normal stuff. Normal stuff and just dishing while eating sushi. I'm gonna have. I might even have sushi tonight. When I see something like that, I can't get it out of my head. I just need to do it. But you know what was one thing that really bothered me in this scene? I have to say is when Seema uh, Carrie was like, "I have this new young cool girl living below me. She's really loud." Blah blah blah. Um, how does someone? How can someone afford an apartment in this building? And that at that age, oh. and Seema said, uh, she, "Russian hooker, probably doesn't yeah. jump to the conclusion like, oh, maybe entrepreneur, maybe works hard, maybe blah blah blah." Like the uh. the reason why a woman might be able to afford a beautiful apartment at age thirty is is selling her body for money. That's fine. Yeah. That's a great. I'm hey. If you can get a gorgeous apartment in Manhattan for what, however you make your money, fine, but seemed a little dismissive that's a really good point and it, yeah i did thought it was strange i did think it was strange as well because i mean is it a joke but it seemed like she was relaying it was like a fact which yeah you're right that is and 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 like sure as, as you know if it's a, if she is a sex worker awesome like mm-hmm. great good but, for her good for her but, but also the assumption default. that that's the only thing that a young woman, a beautiful, like that's, again, we go back to the commodification of like beauty. Mm-hmm. That's the only value is beautiful that for her to sell woman. it to someone else, which is weird. That's yeah, weird. a little weird. Yeah. Because Carrie I agree. legitimately had that apartment when she was probably around 30-ish. And I, uh, albeit not really the same type of real estate market as it is now. But if Carrie could have done it, why can't anyone else? Like it just seems a little, yeah, a little little strange. What do you think of this whole relationship? Little flippant. Yes. What do you think of this whole, like just dynamic of Carrie, um, just wanting to be kind of cool with this girl, with this woman who moved in downstairs and like really calling Steve or no, what was his name? Jackie and asking like, what's the cool way to do this? I just want to be cool. Like how, how do I 
maintain this cool factor with this young person. What do you what do you think of all of I this? I felt like I felt like he was pretty on brand for Carrie. Yeah. That she often has this need to control other people's perception of her as the character. Mm-hmm. Like if you look mm-hmm. back at past episodes, that's all it's often what it's about. And that's where she ends up in these super embarrassing situations because you can't. You can't. You can't control anyone's response to you. Uh. The only thing you can maybe influence is how you respond to the situation, right? And you have to do a shit ton of meditation <laughs> yes, <laughs> to get there. You do. So so I thought it was kind of on brand for her that she was like, oh, no, like, oh, I'm so, you know, self, the self-deprecating, like, oh, ooh, look at me in my mm-hmm. latex gloves. Um, but I did like these. I did like it because this young woman who we learned is like a actually really well-established jewelry designer, Seema, if you must know, um, she and Carrie ha- end up having these like really neat exchanges where mm-hmm. – um, Lizette is is her name. Just seems to be kind of uh, needing a little bit of support. Like mm-hmm. at one point, it, the music is super loud, and Carrie goes down, you know, in a huff oh, to yeah. call them out for partying. And the door is half open, and Lizette is like asleep on the couch, and no one is there. And so Carrie just goes in and kind of turns the music down and like shuts blows the out door the candle, blows out of, the candle, which is a very blows out the candle. Thing. Yes, she's like, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm going to take care of this I like person. that. I like and so, that too. So, yeah, no, so true. I, I thought it was on brand for Carrie to like want to impress. Like if she if she recognizes that someone else has that cool factor, she wants to impress them. What what did you think? Well, some of this, um, I thought that it was a, a little um, sad that she wanted to be so cool, you know, like to have, because she's, this is the thing, she's not realizing that she's iconic in New York. This person should be making her a muse for a jewelry collection. Mm. She's she's an icon and she's not being she's not embodying that. She's not really like taking advantage of that. She's still so insecure, which I guess is just life. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You can be an icon and be insecure and be hope that this 30-year-old person thinks you're super cool um, and not the Wicked Witch of the West. It's funny how they wove that all in. It was great with the face mask and stuff like that. Her first meet, her cute meet, meet cute. And, uh, but what it made me think of was like, Carrie was always a really good neighbor, wasn't she? She was never the loud person. Like, she was never like, disrespectful to people i i thought this person seems so ultra disrespectful um that it was hard for me to like even like the character because it was like who doesn't have this why why don't people have this social grace anymore because i think carrie had it when she was her age also i think Hmm. back to how carrie it's true mm -hmm. who is carrie's mentor i i I read Oh, remember she has that guy at Vogue who ends up trying to have sex with her. Yeah. And then she has um, Murphy Candace Brown. Mur- yeah, What's Murphy Brown. Ba- Candace Bergen. I guess that was kind her of, no? mentor. Yeah, I guess so. Because she, Carrie didn't really reach out to the older generation. Well, maybe Samantha was kind of her mentor because Samantha was older oh. and kind of guided her throughout, you know, things. Oh. <gasps> that would have been a good thing for this episode of like Carrie needing guidance from her mentor now. Like kind of like, I need you. Like I, what well, made me think yeah, I mean, about? I wish hmm. that, I wish that mentorship was like actually an established part of our culture because, oh man, it's so valuable. Like I'm just even thinking of Carrie professionally to be like, because you end up in these positions, and I think that no one ever feels ready, and so to have someone who's mm-hmm. been there, it really who cares, helps. is invested in some way. 
I mean, oh that's my God, why, it's so helpful. Well, that's why best case scenario parents are so important. I mean, um, too, you just need to to hear it and to learn it. And I think we got that flavor from, you know, Charlotte trying to impart something. Uh, not everyone's so lucky. Um so yeah. so we end up So so we yeah. see the second we see the second D. Um That was a good one. Carrie <laughs> That was a good one. This guy is super hot. <laughs> yeah, but it was gratuitous for yeah, like uh, full frontal for no reason. I already saw uh the cut uh wrote a story of like why is this why did it even happen? It was just layered in. It made no sense. Like full frontal with was it Richard from last last episode where she goes on that first date? Yes, that would have made sense. I would have been interested. But this guy was just hot. It was just a thirst trap. But anyway, mm-hmm. yes. So we get the second D. Now what now what happens? We're mm-hmm. wrapping Carrie up here. Um, and then uh Lizette and this the be- the beautiful D holder break up and Carrie <laughs> witnesses it and Lizette tells her how embarrassed she is, and Carrie says it's okay. Right? It's just that dating happens? in New York. And she's wearing this amazing, <gasps> that's just dating in New York. And she's wearing this amazing denim trench coat. Oh, the Love. looks, everything. You know, Carrie's, Obsessed. Carrie's playing with volume. She was always very body con back in the day. Now she's playing with volume. And I'm like, yes. Mm. Oh, I'm there for it. Here for it. And so, yeah, yeah I love the T-shirts over like formal mm. gowns. She's been wearing that a lot. Lots love of it. that. Love it. Um, I'm there for it. So Carrie's cool after all because she just had a real moment. That's what it took. She needed Carrie's to connect. Cool. But Miranda. Ooh, boy. Miranda. <sighs> Ooh. Uh, okay. Miranda. I had to turn a page here. Miranda's. Okay, let, let me let me start off by establishing this. I think C- Cynthia Nixon is a great actor. She lately in these oh, scenes with so Shay, she's been playing this like really weird, fangirl, like smiley, like open eyed. Yeah, it's like this one note, which has been really strange for me. I, I don't. It's weird. Um, it do you know what I'm talking to, about? I listeners? know exactly what you're talking about. It it doesn't seem like. I'm getting a true connection with Che and Miranda. I think that I would have loved this storyline more if I felt some real chemistry between the two actors or the two Mm. characters. So, eh. Yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm not feeling the chemistry. Um, I'm jumping ahead here because, like, Che admits that she's in love with Miranda. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy it for a second. Nope. Not a a second. uh, None of this. I did like... Okay. I did like the beginning, though. Go. Okay. Well, we have Che at like so a So Miranda's rally. At, a, at a rally. Mm-hmm. That looked like... And Miranda's... It was shot in like... Like there was like 12 people there. <laughs> but it looked also like it was shot in like year 2500 when everyone is just in like crazy Hunger Games outfits. Like everyone is so <laughs> crazy looking. Ah, in 2500, we're going to be in Hunger Games? That's your... That's your... <laughs> Everyone's going to have like purple that's hair funny. and like... Uh, every, so Che has this big rally, and it obviously is all about not hiding, being yourself, um, and and all the things that Miranda is doing at the moment. She's literally hiding from Brady during this whole thing. She spots Brady, and she's skulking out in such an undignified manner. <laughs> Can you go to your son yeah. and say, oh, I love that you love this. Let's do this together. That's exactly Ugh, so weird. <laughs> She's been so disrespectful to the people in her life. Like, who, she, who are supposed to be the most important people in her life. Yeah. yeah she really like, is. Like, she but doesn't care about no. Brady. Ugh. Anyways. Or Che. Miranda, I'm over you. See, or Che. Because then Che is like, 
Oh, you wait. You're not in an open. So uh, Miranda says, I'm going to break up with Steve tonight um, or today. Um, and then we can be together. And she's like, wait, you're not in an open relationship, an open marriage. I literally thought that mm-hmm. that's what's going on here because she's, she gave her ground rules. I don't sneak around. I don't cheat and I don't lie. So I'm out of here. That's and I was like, <gasps> which I, I, like I was really glad. I was really glad that was established because remember I had that question last episode. I was like, yes. does Chate just not care? Exactly right. So um, the, we learned that they do. So I liked that, and I I liked this scene. I believe this scene more than the "I love you" scene, and we're gonna be t- like, you know what I mean. So um, at least we got that ground rule. Those ground rules from Che. I respect them a lot more in this context. Me too. And then so Miranda decides that she's gonna tell Steve, but mm-hmm. the way it's handled, oh Ricky, like. They're joking about it over lobster. Like, okay, like, I'm going to tell Steve that we're going to get divorced. And Carrie's like, well, I guess I won't tell you about my noisy neighbor. Like, (laughs) Like, she's blowing her life up. Like, why are they not just sitting in support? I don't. It blew my mind. (laughs) I don't get it. It blew my mind. That's why I think these writers, God bless, I don't know, don't, don't get real relationships, actually. Like, that's not a human response to hearing your friend is going to ask uh, uh, someone that you probably love dearly as well for a divorce, even if you see it coming, even if you agree, even if you don't agree, it's just not a real reaction. Well, I think, I think that if anything we've learned from the past two years of the pandemic is that grief is incredibly complex and it's not black or white. And just because Mm. you want something to end doesn't mean that you also aren't going to grieve the shit out of it. So for Miranda being like, this is the marriage that I've been in for 25 years. I have who, who I've had a beautiful son with who hopefully I love. We don't think he's beautiful. And it's ending. No, he's not. He's kind of, I'm sorry, Brady. Anyways, you'll grow into it. You'll grow into it. Um, So I just, it it just seems so strange to me that that's, that's not addressed on any level to be like, I'm, I need this to change, but I'm also heartbroken. Like No? Full in some way? Sobs. Because we see this quite beautifully acted scene from Steve, from both of their parts, talking about the reality of like him saying, this is life. This is life. We're doing it right now. Um, and yeah. she's like, I need more than this, don't you? And he's like, no. This is... Yeah, <laughs> we're finally. And also, I thought it was place. so. I thought it was so interesting too that Steve was like, "This is your mo. Mm-hmm. This is your mo, Miranda." Yeah. And I can't I called her on it. I can't hold us together anymore. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah." Like, is she gonna hear that on any level? When, when is that gonna hit her? That actually, this 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 um need it's, for like change and newness well, and like more. not accepting or acknowledging what you have. Yeah, yeah it's not more. It's different. It's, I want different. Yeah. I don't want you. I, I'm, why couldn't she have said I'm gay? Because that's a different yeah. response. That's a different reason than more. Being gay isn't being more. Yeah. It's being real and true to yourself. I don't mm. know why yes. she, she said, oh, I put everything out there. Everything out there, including Che. No, you didn't. You didn't tell your husband that you ha- are maybe gay or bisexual or whatever it is or pansexual that wasn't part of the conversation i'm like i'm sorry but isn't this show woke <laughs> why couldn't she have said I this know. at this I, point I, 
I hope, I hope that it's not done with Steve. I hope that Steve continues to get justice because, again, it was like this joke about him not being able to hear. Like, why are we joking about that? I know, I know. Like, why is it a joke? Ugh. Anyways. But then we have the most And then so Miranda's decided... What's what's that? That, what you're talking about. So she decided to go meet uh, Che. Oh, yeah. Miranda's going to go meet Che. And Driving in, in an Uber, in a cab, being like, I'm in a rom-com. What? Yeah. You're not, you think this milieu of your life is a rom-com? Yeah. You just broke like up with not your acknowledging husband. like the heartache and like the wreckage that you're leaving behind, and not one of your friends is going to say, "I'm here Let's, to listen." Like if you want to talk more through this, because this is a big thing. This is a big thing. Support you being gay, whoever you are. You with Che, you with Steve, whatever it might be. But can yeah, I liked how you said it. Can we sit in this a little bit longer together, and maybe have full on cry session? Ugh, I don't know. And and I I'm saying this as a child of divorce. Like my parents are divorced, and so yeah. I have no like p- relationships have to end. That's not my issue with this. No, at all. I just I just wish the ending of this relationship was given some respect Gravitas. and like care. Yes, and like some complexity. <laughs> as a, and, just... and we know what's gonna happen. Like this is my this is my guess. Miranda's gonna show up in Cleveland, and she's gonna be fucking someone else. Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, there is no in any show or movie where someone's like, I'm going to go surprise my potential new girlfriend or boyfriend or friend. um, And this is going to work out great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it never works out great. So I'm just seeing the drama. The drama of this is. Imminent. Hey, hey, also, it could be that Che is like. Uh, if you're in a relationship with me, it's actually going to be an open relationship. Are you ready for that? Because you don't get everything yeah. you want here. Miranda Ugh, just gets just, whatever yeah, she, it makes she me wants. Sad. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, I, my heart rate, I am that. checking. I'm checking my beats per <laughs> minute. I Well, you know, it actually was really high. <laughs> low. It was only 68. Oh. I'm almost <laughs> you dying. You actually... You you fell asleep a few times during that last. <laughs> I'm legally dead. <laughs> so. Anyways, um, okay. Where I'm do we excited want? For where do we want to go? Episode from here? nine. I'm so sad, I can't though, wait that to see only Miranda. Two more. I know. Please, I want a season two. Even though I am like a, a hater, a bit of a hater. I'm you're, I'm I'm a critic for sure. You're a critic, but you have high hopes. High hopes. I do. I do have high hopes. I'm a, I'm a, a critical optimist. Mm-hmm. Is that something you could say? Yeah. You just said um, it. You've coined so, it. Critical optimist. Yeah, I just said it. Hashtag. <clears throat> so I kind of want to see Miranda get her bubble burst. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's, I know. that's like some schadenfreude. But I do. I know. I don't really care about what happens next with Carrie. Although I would like to see Aiden. I'd like to see Aiden. Well, I thought we're getting Aiden. Um, yeah. Well, apparently that's the rumor. So I want to see Aiden and I want to see Miranda... To get her bubble burst a bit, to be like, what have I done? Like, this was shitty. What about you? I want those things, too. Um, I want those things, too. I want to see Miranda zoom out a bit and take a look at, the, like you said, the wreckage. Like, 
dive up a, a mile and look down at what you're doing here and just deal with it better. Just do it better. Do better, Miranda. And uh, Do better. Yeah, do better. But what was the favorite? Uh, uh, we'll end on this. What was your favorite um, outfit of the episode? So I actually had two pieces. So the one okay. I mentioned earlier, which was Carrie's, this denim trench coat she's uh, wearing yeah. um, when she's leaving and sees Lizette upset. And then I also really loved these brown kind of like paper bag style pants that Miranda was wearing at the beginning of the episode <gasps> when they're walking through the market. I love those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are my two. What about That's yours? That's interesting because I, I have two kind of two. I loved Carrie wearing this sweatshirt or whatever. It says something. It was like had writing on it. I can't remember. Central Park or something like that. Over this ball gown. I'm totally into sweatshirts mm. right now. I love sweatshirts. I want I want to wear them all the time and I think it's so chic. I love that. That was a home look. And then my other one was Miranda. Again, when she was breaking up with Steve, she had this um, kind of Mandarin or Nehru collar kind of linen-y cap sleeve um, shirt with this like blood red oxblood skirt loved it this gray and oxblood mm. look was really good for me so i can't believe i'm saying that mm. miranda had my favorite look of the episode it's wow. never happened before yeah, i know um well and just like that bye <laughs> sounded like like Kirk, like miss that's really weird <laughs> <laughs> and just like that bye 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 bye